I'm Jay Thomas, and welcome to Bald Tires, a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. The term automotive empire really isn't used that much in general conversation, but today, that's what we're talking about. My guest is a special person who has built an automotive empire here in Saskatoon. You'll know who I'm talking about, Jubilee Ford. Yes, Vaughn Wyatt joins me today. We're going to talk to him about, well, how he built this automotive empire. It's got a great story on how he acquired all those dealerships. But more importantly, we're going to talk about the Pegasus Project, which is a very special Mustang that is going to make its way to SEMA and eventually the Barrett-Jackson auction, all in support of Stars Air Ambulance. Uh, Vaughn is the co-chair of this oh-so-important project, and he's got all the details for us. A very cool episode is coming up, so stick around. I'm Jay Thomas. Thanks for listening to Bald Tires, because when you make great memories, you make bald tires. Connexus Credit Union is all about their members. Improving their financial well-being drives everything they do. And that's not just something they say. It's a promise that's delivered by over 900 employees across Saskatchewan. Their employees are members, too. And they've been there. So they're committed to making your money work for you. The banking industry needs to change, and Connexus is changing it for everyone because Connexus cares. Visit Connexus.ca to learn more. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is also supported by Direct West. Are you a new business owner looking for new avenues to promote your business? Direct West's digital billboards are a great opportunity to highlight a new product, new promotion, or anything else you'd like your customers to know about. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. All right, let's go over and talk to Vaughn. Well, I find myself in the most astounding garage I think I've ever been in, the most incredible car collection I've ever seen. And I'm, uh, well, I'm over at Alloy Collision Center in Saskatoon right now with Vaughn Wyant, the guy who started the whole Wyant Automotive Group and this incredible car collection and, and so many more things. So, Vaughn, thank you for joining me on this podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. I want to hear the story of, of, uh, of young Vaughn Wyant. Uh, you know, you're a Saskatoon guy. You grew up here in the city. And now you've got a lot of dealerships, right? I mean, this is, you know, Jubilee Ford is the big one everybody thinks of, but there's so many more here in the city and in British Columbia and, and other places. It, uh, tell me, you know, you grew up here. You were, were, you, were you a car guy right off the hop? You know what? I mean, what kid wasn't a car guy when I grew up? I mean, we all, we all uh, coveted, you know, uh, cars. My, my, my dad was a doctor, was one of the founding doctors of the Royal University Hospital back then, just the University Hospital. And I... I came here uh, at the age of two years old uh, when my dad and my mom emigrated to Canada. Okay. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I wasn't born here, but I mean, my whole life I've lived here. So, went to Grosvenor Park uh, Public School, went to Evan Hardy Collegiate, go Souls, and, uh, <laughs> and we, uh, you know, we, we like cars. We, we, you know, we cruised 8th Street, uh, we did the A&W thing, the dog and suds, and uh, <laughs> my dad had a station wagon with no air conditioning. Uh, it was a, you know, it was a Ford, vinyl seats and no air conditioning. We couldn't make that thing a hot rod, it had a 327 engine in it. But what we could do is we took the air cleaner off, turned it, we took the filter out, we turned the, the air cleaner upside down and we got kind of a throaty noise out of it and we <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. Kind of, kind of like as kids when you're riding a bicycle and you put a playing card in your spokes to make it sound cool, right? That's right. That's, so yeah, for sure, we grew up loving cars and always, you know, always wondered what, you know, how would we ever even be able to buy one? You know, you're a kid, right? So it was cool. Now we shot a little video here and there's a Volkswagen Beetle behind us, yeah. right? I mean, that's got some memories, but what, was that your first car? What was, what was your first car yeah, that you no, owned? Yeah, my first car was a Morris Oxford. I, I, the, the house that it was at is still there. It's just, uh, 
It's right at the start of Saskatchewan Crescent East. It's a little house just on the corner. And um, uh, I remember buying that car, I think it was 500 bucks. At a four-speed in the tree. It was an English car. Oh, so really? four-speed shift in the tree. Yeah. That was my very first car that, that I drove every day. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that, it was fun. That's awesome. Okay, so you went to college, the U, U of S, for a year, you said, right? Yeah. Tried well, that let, out? Yeah, let's call it a year. It was <laughs> a year of, uh, you know, uh, I, I wasn't very focused on, on, on my education. I mean, for me, even in public school, even in high school, I mean, I was smart, but, you know, I did not apply myself. There was a big world out there, and I was a daydreamer, right? So I was always dreaming about something else. And I do the same thing today. You mm -hmm. know, my mind wanders, and I think about, you know, where's the next opportunity? How do all the balls fall into place? And because I do believe that you don't get what you want, you get what you think about, right? That's okay. what your mind. So, yep. so when you think about something uh, hard and long enough, it, you know, it actually does become a reality because it becomes a goal that you set in your mind and I just believe your subconscious takes you there if you believe it's possible and think about it enough. And I really, you know, I used to teach this stuff long after, you know, the power of self-esteem and negative self-talk and, you know, how high-performance people really think mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how they control the negative in their life. And I'm, I'm blessed. I mean, I've always just been that person. So tell me the story in between one year at the University of Saskatchewan and, and buying a dealership. What, 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 what did your life look like between there? Yeah, well, I mean... You know, I, I had already been to Great Britain for one year after high school to, you know, seek my fortune, if you like. All my mom's uh, relatives and therefore my relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles were all over there. So I had a safe place to go. And, uh, you know, and I, so I went over there for a year. I traveled around Europe, uh, had a, a little Triumph, um, uh, Triumph Herald. Oh, cool. A real cool little <laughs> sports car, you know, not very powerful. Always been mechanical, so fixed everything myself. Anyway, I came back, went to university, and then, you know, I had a girlfriend yep. that I brought over from England. So we went back to England after my, not my failed attempt at university. Certainly, I thought, well, this is, this is not my deal. My dad was a doctor, and both my older brothers were, I would describe them as brainiacs. Or at least they applied themselves, I thought, you know, back in the day. There's some people that don't have to apply themselves, they just get everything right. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't necessarily one of those guys. I mean, I memorized textbooks. I, I didn't learn them. You know, that yeah, was the right. difference, right? So, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so I went back to, to Great Britain um, and I got into construction, uh, steel construction, uh, trained as a welder. Um, and then um, I went into an employment agency because I just thought I needed to do something else. And they sent me to a Ford dealership to become, to apply to be a salesman. And uh, so I went over there with my pinstripe suit and my, <laughs> and my brawly in my hand, and I, and I got an interview, and, uh, you know, I lied a little bit in the interview for sure. It's a good story. My dad always liked to hear that story, and, you know, they, uh, they asked me if I'd ever sold cars before, and I said I did. I said I sold cars part-time. You know, of course, there's no part-time salespeople <laughs> no, in our no, business. No, that's right, yeah. Um, I sold cars part-time for a dealership, a Ford dealership in a place called Saskatoon in Canada. I called Jubilee Ford, and... Uh, and so uh, they, well, they hired me, I think, probably on the strength of my personality, you know, as a young colonial with a big smile and a, <laughs> a really good spirit, and, uh, sure. which I, still, I think still have today. And um, so they hired me, and then, you know, about, about, you know this is pre-internet, right? Mm -hmm, of course. Pre, pre, this is, we write letters, you know, to, to communicate, right? <laughs> yeah. or, or telegrams, if you want. I mean, I still have telegrams, but... They, uh, they wrote a letter back to my previous employer, and I remember six weeks after that, I got called into the sales manager's office. His name was Tony Miller. He's about six foot three, and 
And uh, he said, Vaughn, he says, we have a problem. I said, what's your problem? He says, well, we got a letter from your previous employer, and they say they never heard of you before. <laughs> and I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I, without batting an eyelid, without, you know, a, a, a drop of sweat on my brow, I said, can I see who signed that letter? So he turned the letter over to me, and I don't remember who that was that signed the letter, but I just said, I don't know who that is. I, I do not recognize that person. But they had a problem because I was, in six weeks, I was not only their number one salesperson, easiest thing I'd ever done in my life. People walk in the showroom, they want to buy something, I create a relationship with them, they buy something. I was their number one salesman, but I think more than, more than anything, there was a spirit on that showroom floor that they'd never seen before. There's this young colonial kid running around, like just <laughs> going crazy and excited. And we weren't making a lot, we make 10 or 15 pounds, you know, yeah. selling a car. Yeah. But in fact, we were, you know, in back in that day, we were actually really well paid. We, this was a prestigious job. So that's how I got in the business. And so when I always talk about your present thoughts determine your future, mm -hmm. I thought it was remarkable that years later, I ended up buying the dealership <laughs> that I lied about <laughs> working for. And my dad loved that story. That is they loved that story because I think that that's the power of your subconscious taking you in that direction. Now, there's a lot of things had to happen. And I think about that all the time, all the different things and the decisions that you make and the places you go and the friends that you meet to actually end up with that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if one thing didn't go the way, I might not be here talking to Jay Thomas today. I, I could be doing any- Welding. Well, it could be welding, absolutely. And uh, so it was a, a really interesting start to my career. And, uh, and then it just evolved through a series of good opportunities. And I would say hard work and you know, success as a sales guy and being recognized for that. And then you know, through all that, you, uh, you take on some leadership qualities. And uh, I always tell people that, that you learn to ride a bike by falling off it. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. very few people just jump on a bike and ride it. They go, you know, that's why their parents are running at warp speed to make sure they, they don't fall off and skin their knee. But inevitably you fall off a bike. And, and whether you're an adult and you're riding, you know, a trail bike, you know, you're going to fall off mm -hmm. and it's going to say to you, well, I don't like that. And I'm going to do everything I can to get better and not fall off. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, you know, leadership and learning how to sell or which I call creating relationships. Selling is not selling. It's creating relationships. It's making a, a statement to the person you're talking to that they can trust you. You can trust them. Mm -hmm. You have mutual respect. And they want to deal with you because they like you. And that's what selling is really all about. So I've always been really good at that. So you were in England selling at the Ford dealership. You come back when? A few well, years later? I know just about a year later. A year cause later? Because my, my older brother Raymond wanted me to be an usher at his wedding. And I had to make a decision to leave England. And... Uh, and they, you know, when I said, I'm, I'm going back to Canada, I remember they, they offered me a nicer car to drive. They offered me, an, an, <laughs> back then, an Escort uh, 1600E, a special Ooh. model. They were purple. Ah, it was a cool car. It was fast. And they said, if you stay, you can drive that car. And I went, I got to go back to my brother's wedding. Yeah, okay. And so I came back with my girlfriend, same girlfriend still. And... Um, and I, you know, I came back to the wedding, and, but I had, I had applied in Vancouver and Toronto to most of the Ford dealers in those cities because I thought, this is my career path. Okay, yeah. This is what I'm good at. And so I went back to Saskatoon, and then I started to do my interviews in, uh, you know, I got letters back from about, you know, 70 or 80% says, yeah, when you're in town, phone us up, we'll have an interview, right? They're okay. polite. So I did my tour of Vancouver, went to a bunch of stores, and, 
you know, got offered a job and, you know, you know, car business back then in Canada, U.S., not quite as prestigious as it was here, no, you know. And so, that's right, yeah. And so, um, uh, you know, they, they, you know, the last place I stopped, really on my way to the airport, uh, was Zephyr, Lincoln, Mercury. And, um, you know, I stopped there and I went in and I introduced myself and, you know, the guy said, oh, yeah, no, we, we never got a letter from you. But he started to, you know, he became a great friend of mine. His name was Dave Shepard, and we started chatting. Then the owner of the dealership, or the owner of the dealership, son walked in, and Dave said, you know, um, this is uh, this young man's Vaughn Wyant. He's from Saskatoon. Uh, and uh, he said, oh, this is a guy that wrote us a letter. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, they hired me. Uh, it was a no no brainer. I was very successful. Sold a lot of cars. Became a crew chief, which is basically looking after crew salespeople and selling, like a playing coach. Yep. And then uh, then they made me a sales manager, and uh, you know I learned how to fire my first person, and that was even a funny story. And uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I was late at night. It was nine o'clock. We were locking up, and it, it was our lot guy, and you know I was so nervous. I had to fire him, and he and he came in, and uh, and I said, well, we're gonna have to call it quits. Those are my exact words. And he goes, yes, boss, time to go home. No, 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 no. I mean, like, quits. Like, you don't get to work here anymore. And, you know, I remember losing sleep over that. But, I mean, I, I have a million funny stories about the car business and things that have happened, and they'll just pop into my head all of a sudden yeah. like that did. But, yeah, so I became a sales manager and then um, visited a, a really good friend of mine who I met in Campbell River at a Ford credit training program. And his name was Royal Smith. Uh, regretfully, he passed away not too long ago. But anyway, we became great friends. And he had this small little dealership in Three Hills, Alberta. And so I, I, drove, I drove back uh, for Christmas one year, which I did every year. And that was my Capri 3000. I remember I was driving, and it was super cool. Cool. Yeah, fast, cool little car. And I, so on the way back, I stopped in Three Hills. And wow, there's a guy in this little town of like eight or 900 or 1,000 people. Mm -hmm. And he had, a, he had a Ford dealership with gas pumps and... You know, a one-car showroom and, you know, his shop. I think they were dirt floors. And I just thought, <laughs> I thought, this is so cool. This is his business. Like, this is his. And I, I wasn't put off by it at all. I just thought it was really neat. I thought, I can do this. And then it was on. So then I, you know, with the help of some good people at Ford Motor Company, I bought a small dealership in Carstairs, Alberta, um, which was a gas station. Someone described it as you could throw a cat through the wall. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there were three cars in stock, a set of gas pumps, a Quonset for a service department, and it wasn't much. And uh, I bought it. I moved my family there. We didn't have children at the time. And the first night, it was a summer evening, a hot summer evening, and someone was shot outside the bar. So that was our night one in Carstairs, Alberta. Holy. Yeah, so, um, and we moved from Vancouver. So remember, that's a cultural shock. No kidding. You know, you're a young man, a young, young lady. We moved from Vancouver to, uh, to a town of 1,200 people, and, but we owned our own business. And I worked seven days at work. I pumped gas, wrote service orders, uh, did a lot of the parts, did half the accounting, uh, sold all the cars. And, uh, you know, I mean, every car deal was vital. Like, I yeah. had to sell every That's car. Right. I mean, I didn't know anything about accounting, so I didn't know if I was going broke or making money. So, anyway, worked hard uh, and uh, some good funny stories out of town. Then I became a mega dealer. I bought the, car, I bought the dealer in... Bicycle Alberta, which is just, Ooh. if you remember, that's on the way to Calgary. Yep, yep. And they were, a, they were a Mercury dealer. So there were Mercury dealers and there were Ford dealers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And people, a lot of farmers bought Grand, uh, Grand Marquis and yep. Crown Victorias, but, the, but the, Crown, the Grand Marquis was the elite kind of car. That's right, yeah. 
Unless you could afford to go to a Lincoln, but that was c city folk stuff, right? right? But, but I, couldn't, I couldn't sell Grand Marquis because I wasn't a mercury dealer. And so it used to drive me crazy when local people, local farmers would buy mercuries. Uh, and I couldn't sell them one, right? It just yeah. drove me nuts. And like, I just was so competitive. So I decided to buy that store. And then Ford Motor Company had no choice but to make me a mercury dealer as well in Carstairs. So now we got two stores, both mercury. Life was good. That's where it started. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Cool. So uh, fast forward a few years, because I mean, I know you as, as Jubilee Ford. So, right. so when did that happen? Yeah, so I was there for about three and a half years. And um, f uh, there was a dealership in Calgary called Southridge Mercury that was partially owned by Ford. It was called Dealer Development. They were going broke. And back then, dealerships actually went broke. And uh, I got called by Ford and they said, you know what? They were you know, I was the shit disturber for sure. Sorry, I, I said a bad word, but I, no, 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 it's okay. I, I caused problems. The dealers in Calgary hated me because I pumped more cars into Calgary, sold car, sold trucks to the city. One attended to the city of Calgary, and it was a front page news. <laughs> the city of Calgary went out to Carstairs to buy trucks, and we delivered those trucks with a with a jerry can in the front seat in case we ran out of gas on the way to Calgary. It was <laughs> funny stories, and you know, anyway. Uh, you know, so I went down, I looked at the deal, I didn't really know what I was looking at, and, um, but I had heard that the dealer in Saskatoon was getting pressure from Ford, and that he, that he might be interested in selling, so I, my mom was sick, she had cancer, my mom was sick, mm. and I came back, and uh, you know, that's just, the, making that deal is a, is, a, is a chapter of a book by itself, but yeah. I was fortunate enough to make a deal, uh, and I bought it, and uh, you know, the vendor was Lloyd Upsall, uh, we turned out to be, you know, great, great, great friends, uh, very acrimonious at the time because he was selling a, you know, his baby. I don't think he really wanted to, but we became great friends and uh, very re respectful friends. And uh, to the point where I actually was asked to speak at his funeral when he did pass away, Aww. which that was a, a statement to me that, you know, we had created a relationship out of something that started with a lot of acrimony. But yeah, so I came back, I made that deal. I moved back to Saskatoon. Uh, you know, I had two children at that time, the third one in Saskatoon when we got back. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I got to spend some time with my mom before she passed away. And, uh, and so, you know, then it just started to kind of spin, you know, that we just started to, you know, look for opportunities and do some different things. And can yeah. you, can you give me a little bit of history about Jubilee Ford? Like you're the second owner of the, of the business, but Lloyd, uh, yeah. He said, "Did he did he create it? Was he the the, or, or did it start downtown and had, did it had have a different name at one point?" Well, it was named after the Diamond Jubilee of Saskatchewan. That's where Jubilee came from. Okay, uh, it was originally downtown. It was called uh, Dominion Motors. Okay, and uh, you know the owners of Dominion Motors had been there for a long, long time. My dad actually did buy cars from them, leased cars from them back in the day. And Lloyd bought it when it was downtown. And Lloyd actually was the architect of moving it up to Eighth Street. Um, and changing the name to Jubilee Ford. Oh, okay. So Lloyd certainly wasn't the first owner, and neither were the people that owned Dominion Motors. It goes back to, you know... Start of Saskatoon. Probably 100 years. You know, yeah. It's been a Ford dealer here since, you know, the early 1900s. But, uh, you know, I'm the second owner of Jubilee Ford, right. for sure. Right, And, uh, you know, it's been one of the uh, highest volume, most respected uh, locations in the country. I would say to you that... And it will, it will never happen in my lifetime and, and hopefully never does happen. But if I ever put this, this dealership up for sale, there would, be a, there would be a lineup, you know, a block or longer just because <laughs> Saskatoon is so well thought of in our community, in mm -hmm. our automotive community. 
to try to buy a dealership in Saskatoon, to own one in Saskatoon. When was the last time you heard of a dealership in Saskatoon and financial problems? Yeah, and no. it's because it's because the population are loyal to their to their to their businesses. They they are singularly the people who live in this community and in this province are singularly the reason for our success. They support us. But that's also allows us to support the community. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. you know, you know, to be honest, yet, we got to make money to give it away. That's and, right. And so, you know, we're unabashed about that. And we really, really like supporting the community. We like to leave the place better than the way we found it. We're proud of that. We're proud of the legacy that we've created over the years. And I'm really happy when someone comes up to me and says, man, you guys do so much in the community. And we have done and we will do um, because it's where we live. It's where our, our children, our grandchildren are living. We want to make it a better place. Yeah, that's really cool. 8th Street was the home of Jubilee Ford for a long time. It's right. kind of where there's a, a, a Sobeys there and Montana's Bar yeah. and Grill. That's, that's where Jubilee Ford was originally on 8th Street, right? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, we started the Auto Mall. And, uh, yeah, that's another kind of creation of yours in, in, in a way, right? You're a big, big part of that becoming a thing in well, Saskatoon. Yeah, we wanted the, the property was being sold. The, you know, the previous owner wanted what I thought was way too much money, probably by today's standards. You go, wow, that was cheap. But, <laughs> but, but back then, and you know what, when we look at it now, it, it wasn't that big a piece of property. It's only five acres of land. Mm -hmm. This is a Ford dealership. Now, was it a great location? Absolutely. But 8th Street is, in my opinion, is not necessarily the best place to have a car dealership anymore. And I, we wanted to start an auto mall. And so um, we made a deal with the federal government to do a land swap. So, th you know, we bought, the, we bought the land where the RCMP building is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, but we wanted the corner, right? And so we did a land swap. We had a little help from some local people and uh we did a land swap and uh i remember when we did that we were i was riding my motorcycle down to arizona and we stopped at a place called sublet utah which is a small town with a gas station and a and a phone booth a pay, a pay phone booth i don't know jay have you ever seen a pay phone no, i'm old enough to, to know what a pay phone is yeah, okay cool yeah, yeah anyway i remember making the deal on a pay phone over two or three hours with my you know hot sun feeding quarters into it feeding quarters in it and you know and so it's kind of a funny story there too but that's so I remember when we when we when it was announced that Jubilee Ford was moving out to really it was grassland. It was yeah, grassland. it was nothing. Nothing. I mean, the the freeway it was hardly even a freeway that went past here, right? Yeah, there was a couple of it, intersections. Well, and... yeah, there was no overpasses or anything. It no. was like, uh, and I remember some of my contemporaries said, uh, phoned me up and said, "You're like you're crazy." Like, would, but the car business it's a destination business. Like mm -hmm. you know, you don't drive by a car lot and say, "Hey, let's go buy a car." Like, there's so much research done, and you know, and there's branding, and there's lots of other things, and and you know they say, yeah, I won't have any used car business out there. Well, man, I'll tell you what, it was an overwhelming, and the, and and the, the the day after they announced in in the Star Phoenix that we were doing that deal, lots of my competitors were trying to snatch up property in the new auto mall, and so that's why they're all out there. So. So I think, you know, I don't take credit for the automall uh, at all, um, but I will tell you that uh, we were the first ones there mm -hmm. and someone mm -hmm. has to take the risk and be there and we were the ones and, uh, and uh, I think everybody's benefited from, from, that, from that first decision. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's grown now, uh, you know, those, those couple of dealerships in, in Alberta, the first, the first pair, are they still yours? Are they still in existence? Uh, yeah, they are. Well, not the one in Bicycle. No, it's closed. Uh, but the one in Carstairs is still in existence, yeah. I owned, I owned uh, the real estate in downtown uh, Hustle Bustle, downtown Carstairs, until a few years ago. I finally sold the real estate. But they'd since built a new Ford dealership out on the highway. So 
Uh, but yes, the Ford dealership still in existence. For Very sure. cool. So, so now how many dealerships are, are under the Wyant Automotive Group? Uh, I think 17 or 18 okay. now, you know, and uh, you know, we've expanded into, uh, into Calgary. We've got a brand new, when I say brand new, within weeks, a brand new, huge Volvo dealership. Oh, cool. In the Royal Oak Auto Mall, uh, we've got a probably the nicest, largest uh, Jag Land Rover store, three-story, $30 million building three in the uh, rooftop parking in the Royal Oak Auto Mall. So that's, a, that's an iconic uh, building. Uh, you know, we have more property. We have the only property left in the Auto Mall. We have designs. We know what we're going, what we'd like to do with that property when the opportunity presents itself. Uh, you know, we're in Vernon with, with Audi, uh, with Jag, Land Rover, and, uh, and Volvo, um, you know, Porsche, which is, frankly, just such a great brand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, we've got a Hyundai store in, uh, in Vernon, and we've got a Hyundai store in Prince Albert, a Chrysler store, now Stellantis in Meadow Lake, and our suite of dealerships here in Saskatoon. So it's pretty, pretty good. It's, it's phenomenal. It really is. It's sensational. So, I mean... Uh, the saga continues because uh, Michael and Philip are part of the Wyant Automotive Group now and, and uh, working alongside you still? Yeah, they're, they're, they, they run the day-to-day -day operations. I'm really quite lucky because, you know, in our business, dealer kids aren't necessarily have the aptitude. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'll give them a pat on the back. I, I, I never expected them to be in the car business or or specifically groomed them to be in the car business you know but they grew up in the car business mm -hmm. and they're kids and they love cars and um, they both went to university philip became a, a chartered accountant uh, and uh, a very entrepreneurial young man and uh, uh, you know and he had the opportunity after being in public practice for a short time he just said dad i want to be in the family business yeah my uh, longtime controller tim chelowski was retiring so he mentored philip uh so my finance guy's my son, and he's as good as it gets. Cool. Michael is a sales and marketing guy. He's like a carbon copy of me. Uh, he's a he's a university grad graduate in the in the uh, in the automotive marketing field um, in in the United States. Yeah. Georgian College in uh, in Ontario, and he finished up uh, in the United States. So he's got a he's got a degree, um, and he's really well thought of, very well respected in our industry by all of our OEMs and so social media digital marketing, uh, you know, all the lead generations. I mean, it's, just, it's a very complex side of the business now. When I was in the business, it was like, you know, how many ads are we running this Friday on what stations? Yeah. And what's the sale going to be? And should we have a one-page ad or a two-page ad? In the paper. And literally on Monday morning, <laughs> we'd come in and going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do this weekend to sell cars? And it was exactly what it was. Yeah. And so Monday by noon, we'd have a meeting, and it was like, damn, we better have a meeting and figure out what we're going to do this weekend, right? <laughs> and we literally do that. And sometimes, sometimes it waited until Tuesday, and then we go, okay, 15 commercials a day on, in blah, blah, blah. And we just we put the schedule together. We added up the numbers. We didn't really care about the budget. We just said, we got to sell cars this weekend. Yeah. And we inevitably you know, had lots of radio remotes. Like, like we had two or three radio remotes every Saturday. Yeah. And it was yeah. just, we were just rocking. And... Um, we, we spent a lot of money, we sold a lot of cars, and we, we, you know, we made a name for ourselves. And we gave away snowblowers, and we gave away <laughs> golf clubs, and we gave away luggage, and we did all yeah, kinds of yeah. things. And, uh, and it was fun. But one thing we never changed is we always looked after our customers. Our customers are the reason we're here. And we always have and always will look after our employees because, you know, our employee, you know, our, the mantra in our business is trust and respect. That, you know, we encourage that. 
we demand it, as a matter of fact, in both directions. So I want our employees to be proud of us, and we want to be proud of them. We want to give them a great place to work, yep. beautiful buildings, lots of fun. We want, to, we want their friends to say, it's so cool that you're working for the Wyant Group. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, we, don't, we haven't burned any bridges behind us. No. No, and I mean, and uh, let's face it, it's not the same era of when you, you know, ordered parts and sold cars at your first dealership. It doesn't work like that anymore. So, yeah, it, it, your, your it, dealership and your business is built on the strength of those oh-so-important employees, right? It yeah, matters. It's, it's about spirit and character. I remember back in Carstairs, we had a Coke machine, and one of the, one of the things in the Coke machine um, was full of beer. <laughs> and so Friday afternoon... <laughs> Friday afternoon, yeah. you, you put the token in, you had a beer. And, uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, there were certain, certain members of the community that, you know, to serve and protect would come in uh, off shift and have a little beer with us, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's lots of stories I, I probably shouldn't tell. But, but it was <laughs> fun because we were a community. I served on the, on the town council. I was in charge of you know, dog, God, dog patrol, I had to call in the middle of the night and say, there's a dog barking. And so I'm, so, you know, I learned a little bit about politics at an early <laughs> age that you, it doesn't matter what you do, you can't please anybody. You yeah, can't please everybody for right. sure. It's yeah. impossible. Very cool. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that. You know, the other reason I wanted to talk to you tonight uh, is a very special project that's going on right now all in, star, uh, in support of Stars Air Ambulance, and it is called the Pegasus Project. And uh, you're one of the co-chairs of that, that project. And can you, you know, for anybody who's never heard of it, can you right, right from kind of ground zero walk me through what this is all about? Yeah, so, you know, April 6, uh, 2018 was a, was, a, was a day in infamy in sports in our province. You know, and it still makes me emotional just even saying those words today, to be honest with you, because, you know, I remember where I was when uh, JFK was assassinated. Mm-hmm. I, I was a young person. Mm-hmm. But I, I remember the day. I remember exactly what I was doing, where I was when I heard. And I in, instinctively understood the importance of that to me, even at a very, very young age. It was important to me, and I knew how important it was to me because it was so important to my teachers. And so, I mean, the world just basically stopped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what happened to me when we heard about that bus tragedy. You know, the world kind of stopped. I was, yep. I was in Montreal. I was flying to Toronto and on to Arizona. Uh, to a to a music uh, festival, mm-hmm. and uh, before I boarded my flight in Montreal, I heard there was a bus crash, and uh, and I just thought, wow, that doesn't that doesn't sound good. And I heard there was a couple of people that were killed, and it, I heard it was humble Bron- Broncos. And and by the time I got to Toronto, you know, they had raised the number, and I started seeing some pictures on the internet. And when mm-hmm. I landed in Arizona, you know, the full force of that came out, and Lori was with me at the time, and. And I remember it was a master's weekend, and we spent, we spent the weekend at this music festival listening to music, watching the masters, but doing a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself that um, something, there's got to be something amazingly good comes out of something so tragic. It can't just be the loss of these lives. Uh, it has to be something bigger than that. And so, you know, we did a project back in 2014 to 2015 for uh, Jim Patterson Children's Hospital. We raised about $500,000 for that hospital by building, same builder as does all my cars, by the way, mm-hmm. Byron Thiessen in, um, in Warman. We built a 1956 Ford F-100. It still holds the worldwide record for the highest uh, 1956 F-100 ever sold in the world. Um, 
And we put a, I was approached, we put a committee together and we learned a lot, we raised some money and then I was approached again about doing another charity car and I just sort of thought to myself, man, this is three years out of my life for sure. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it, Jay, and I thought, you know, I said, I will do this and I will recruit the people and I will raise all of the money to build the car as long as the money goes to STARS. Lori and I had toured the STARS facility, took the time to learn about it, made it sort of an important charity already. Mm -hmm. yep. And the committee said, absolutely, 100%. So then it became a passion project for us. Wayne Halliburton was my co-chair, great guy. Yeah, fantastic. And, uh, you know, Wayne and I... Uh, took all of the key learnings uh, from the first one, uh, and uh, we embarked on this project and uh, got a hold of a guy by the name of Kim Coates. Kim Coates, yep. Sons of Anarchy, a beloved Saskatoon actor, Shakespearean actor, actor Black Hawk Down, uh, Bad Blood, you name it. And, and just, he, his mom still lives here, he's just a great guy. And yep. I, I connected with him one day, and I said, Gene, you don't know me, but we have some mutual friends. And I said, I don't need much of your time. I had met him before in Arizona at a, at a, at a wings and wheels function where I displayed a couple of cars. But he didn't really know me. But anyway, we chatted. But I can tell you, this man is um, a man of his word. And he is as passionate about Saskatoon as I am. And we've just become great friends. And I think it's kind of weird, you know, when this Hollywood actor phones me out of the blue and says, you know, he calls me by my nickname. And, you know, we have these chats, we play golf together. He's a cool guy, and he is just engaged in this. He does videos for us. He's, he's just so pumped about yeah. this. And he's filming right now in Hollywood with Woody Harrelson. Wow. So, you know, and he's phoning this, you know, used car dealer in Saskatoon about, <laughs> about this project, but he's become so passionate about it, and he loves cars. He gets in this car thing, and he gets in this little museum. He just, he's just like his, a young child yeah. going through here. His wife, Diana, uh, is also awesome. Anyway, he's been a big part. We got a hold of uh, Rita Shen uh, for our committee. Rita's boys, of course, are uh, the Shen boys, mm -hmm. Braden and Luke. Yeah, went to high school uh, with those guys. Yeah. 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 They're on our committee. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Tyler Bozak, both NHL champions. Uh, they're on our committee lending a hand. Uh, and uh, I think maybe the, the icing on the cake, if there's an icing on the cake, um, uh, is... Uh, Caleb Dahlgren. Caleb Dahlgren was on the bus. Mm -hmm. And um, and so our committees evolved and the idea, you know, every day we're coming up with new ways to raise money. And I want to throw a plug in for MNP. They gave me half a million dollars. Connexus Credit Union gave me half a million bucks. We've raised over two, $2 million wow. for stars already. The COVID experience has been good in the sense that it's given us more time to raise more money. There, you know, stars flies eight to 900 missions a year. Mm -hmm. In Saskatchewan alone, they drop into every small community multiple right. times, farmer's fields, the indigenous reservations up north, uh, lives are touched and saved by stars. And, and, and we know that that day in April of 2018 would have been worse without stars. That's right. It would have been worse without the first responders, the ambulances and the people that served that. And so we can't imagine what it must have been like to be on that scene and and doing everything you can but but it must have been really difficult so we've got to know them um and uh we've got to care care about them turns out my neighbor at the lake is is really a big a cog in that wheel and, oh, neat. and yeah so it's been pretty cool and we're we're excited about uh about um, unveiling the car at sema which is um 
the world's largest automotive accessory <laughs> ex exhibition That's in Las right. Vegas. There yeah. wasn't one last year. Uh, we unveiled Snakebit, which was the F-150, and we used Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons was our guy. Yeah. That was intimidating, I can tell you, but he was cool. <laughs> he helped us a lot. Uh, but we'll be unveiling it with G with uh, with Kim in Vegas, uh, uh, November second, whatever that Tuesday is, uh, on the Ford stage to a global audience. Um, uh, Kim, we're hoping we'll be there to to pull the sheet off, and uh, so that'll be really cool. And then it's going to make its way to Arizona, and uh, we've got it booked into the Barrett Jackson as only the second ever Canadian charity vehicle to run, and Snakebit was the first. The first, yes. And uh, you know, we were honored to have our premier of the day, Brad Wall, mm -hmm. there and uh, Ford dignitaries who still say that out of all the things Ford dignitaries do, that was the coolest thing they ever. They got to spend the day with Gene Simmons and auction off a car. <laughs> it was super cool. <laughs> no kidding. And so uh, our, our president is Bev Goodman. She's been lovely, been fantastic to deal with. Uh, we're all hooked up for SEMA. We're all hooked up for Bear Jackson. Um, I think it's on the Friday evening during the telecast. So... That's when people have a few too many drinks and spend a bit too much mm -hmm. money on the cars. And yep. we're hoping to be very successful on that night. And we have huge, huge plans. I mean, I remember when uh, we flew Gene Simmons over from Los Angeles for the auction. We flew him in on a private jet. And I picked him up from the airport. And uh, oh I, got lots of, I got lots of really good Gene Simmons stories. He's a great guy, by the way. But I remember we left the airport. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a motorcycle escort. And we've got the Scottsdale police. There must have been... I don't know, 15 or 20 motorcycles. All of a sudden, we've got a motorcycle escort from the Scottsdale airport all the way to the Barrett-Jackson. They're stopping traffic, and it was like, it was crazy. It was like, wait a minute, I'm from Saskatoon. What's going wait, on here? Right? And, I, is this, and then I thought for a moment it was for me, but it was for Gene, right? <laughs> and then it was cool because we had some Saskatoon media there. I think we had Global, Global TV, and they were waiting to interview, um, to, to, to interview Gene. So we had a... It was it was quite a day. You know, I, I mean, even you you grew up listening to the guy on the radio. Yeah. Right. And you know, you that's just blow, blows my mind. Even just you getting to yeah. pick him up. Well, that's you, just so cool. Well, I, I picked up in Vegas too. Him and Shannon, his wife, who yeah. of course went to school in Saskatoon, yeah. a lovely lady. And and uh, you know, I was in England there for a few months, and they were playing at a at a concert uh, in uh, in Derby in England, and uh, and so I thought, well, I just I'll send him an email. So. So I sent Gene an email. I said, hey, I'm in England. I'd love to go to the concert. Do not want free tickets. I just want to get tickets. Well, of course, he got tickets. They were free. It was raining. You know, but I met, I met, I met, uh, I met uh, all of the entertainers. Got a picture taken with Kiss. And, uh, Yuck, yeah. And it was kind of cool, right? You yeah. know, it was a, a little moment of of glory you know you know it's kind of fun kind of like you interviewing me kind of a moment of glory right well Jay? that's exactly <laughs> it you know what the real story is i worked for you a long time ago and i got to clean the wheels of that gt that ford gt when it came in the showroom for the first time in 2006 so did you oh yes, wow, i didn't yeah. know that i got to be on the detail crew on that thing anyways that's did a long you story. quit or did we fire you i just want to know no i left to go join radio good, after good that actually you. that's awesome yeah <laughs> Um, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, can you share any details about Pegasus? Yeah. Like, you so know, it's the, a 19, the car itself. Yeah. yeah, so it's called a Resto Mod. A Resto Mod is restored modern. Mm -hmm. So it's a 1968 Ford Mustang Coupe 427 uh, standard transmission. It's, uh, it's, been, it's been lowered and chopped and made 
super cool modern car. I mean, it is a masterpiece of a car. Uh, we raised 100% of the money to build that car, about $200,000. I raised it in a weekend from, and they're still my best friends, but I sent them an email. I said, <laughs> I need money. I need money now because we don't want to raise money, and we want all the money to, to build the car. The car is a, a, a dark gray two-tone, very subtle. It's got a red leather interior. 100% of the work was done locally. There's lots of companies locally that have, uh, uh, that have, that have donated. Industrial Machine, Tom Foster, his crew made the aluminum wheels. Uh, there's just there's a there's a hundred stories about this car and the things that people have done to help mm -hmm. us build this car, and uh, we're gonna make a scene. Uh, we're gonna make a scene at the Bear Jackson again, and uh, you know we're hoping our premier will be there and some of the dignitaries and of course uh, you know the people from uh, from Ford Motor Company. But the car is the star. It's super cool. Yeah. And when you start this car is like, it's a crazy sound and. You know, we have a video of Kim starting the car for the first time out in Warman in the mm -hmm. shop. Mm -hmm. We had him out there, and he, you know, there were, yeah, he just, he had a lot of words when he heard that thing start. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it would take you back to high school when we went to high school, and, you know, you need for speed, right? And uh, yep, yep. the gasoline that flows through the veins of a lot, lot, lot of young kids in, in, in the prairies back then. No kidding, no yeah. kidding. Has it, now, there have been some events that have traveled around the province, uh, to the, a bunch of Ford dealerships. I don't know. Did the car go along? Is it is it done? Is it? Oh yeah, for, the car to see yet. Oh yeah, yeah. The car's in, the car's done. It's in a custom built trailer that the sides and the rear open up, and it's with a display trailer. Um, we've gone to virtually every community where there's a Ford dealer, mm -hmm. uh, and we've raised money. Uh, we've raised money for local first responders and for our our project. We've exposed the car. We've talked about stars. Many times we've had blue suits there, which are the, you know, the pilots and the people that work at stars. Right. We've told the story about stars with the help of Conexus, MNP, and all of our sponsors. Uh, we've got rolling raffles that we've been going on to raise more money, and we just keep coming up with new ideas to try to raise money to really... We don't really have a fundraising goal, Jay, but now it's sort of like $3 million. It's sort of my mind, can we get there? And, and uh, we've got a click and donate, pegasusproject.ca. I mean, if you're listening... Think about where you were on April 6, 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, think about if you know anybody that's had to use the services of, of STARS and pray to God that you never have to use it yourself. But know that it's there if you do, and it, and it could be uh, you know, the difference maker. They have what they call VIPs, very important patients. That's right. And when you hear those stories from these people that, that you know, in a lot of cases were were clinically dead or just really, honestly couldn't wait for land transportation. That's right, yeah. It would have been a life-threatening situation, worse than what it was, and their lives were saved, and children and mothers and farmers and people that were perfectly healthy and then all of a sudden had a, you know, had a, had a problem. Mm -hmm. And they'll mm -hmm. talk about stars, and when you hear them, you know, you'll just get your wall out and say, where do I, where do I? Because this <laughs> yeah, is such yeah. an important service in Saskatchewan. It's, it's funded partially by the government, but they got to raise a lot of money. They're standardizing their fleet of helicopters so that they can reduce their overall maintenance costs. And, and so instead of having, you know, three or four different types of helicopters, they're going to have one type of helicopter. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be, uh, you know, industry-leading, first-rate, uh, leading-edge technology that will, uh, you know, they'll be faster. They'll, and, 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 you know, faster is better. Yeah, absolutely. Can, yeah. They can now land right on the roof of the Jim Patterson Children's Hospital. It saves a lot of time, so no secondary transportation. Um, 
and they fly over my house every day. Yeah, that's like, right. I, they fly right, their, their flight well, path is right over my house. Every time, almost, almost every time you hear that chopper sound, you look up and you see red. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's really, it's really intimidating too when, when, you know, you see, you know, we walk that Miwasan Trail toward the Jim Patterson Children's Hospital every morning. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, one morning, uh, two weeks ago, we saw the helicopter on the roof. It's the first wow. time we'd actually seen it on the roof. And we thought, we didn't think that was really cool. We thought somebody has a problem. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. got flown there for a reason and they, and they are hopefully in better shape now because stars helped them out. So I, I said, this is a passion project. There's a lot of unbelievably worthy projects that we lend our name to or we donate money to. Uh, and it's impossible to give to all of them or to the ex same extent to all of them. You know, we've been involved with the Remy mm -hmm. uh, Modern. We've been involved with Merlis Belcher in some pretty big ways. And uh, But I think emotionally um, this is bigger because, um, you know, I played hockey not well. Um, <laughs> my kids have friends who I know like their kids. Their kid, their sons to me, really yep. played on the Humboldt Bron Broncos. Yep. There's so many connections from that Humboldt Bron Broncos crash. People that I know, a girl, girlfriend of one of the players on the on the bus, and when you meet Caleb Dahlgren, and you realize, and when I met him outside my office, Ford Motor Company gave a car to each of these kids that survived to help them through their recovery, and then there was a, uh, a, a temporary. He came to my office to return the car and to thank me. And I said, you know what? If Bobby Orr was sitting outside my office right now, he'd have to wait for you. But this young man told me a story, told me what he remembered about the day. He wanted to talk about it um, and showed me some pictures. And I, it was really only then that I understand, you know, I understood really in, in any way the trauma that must have been that bus at that moment uh, and what went on in the in the. 30 seconds to 90 seconds prior to that incident actually happened. And so Caleb is really involved in this mm -hmm. um, to the point that he's donated a portion of the proceeds of his book called Crossroads to Pegasus. So every time you buy a, a Crossroads book, and I mean, it's a fantastic book. It was a number one, it was a best-selling book in North America for sure, period of time. Uh, get it, buy it, read it. You'll understand Caleb as a human being but you'll also have a better uh, uh, grasp on that day, that bus. And maybe at the end of the day, it, it causes you to say, we, you know, this is a service we need. And we need, you know, we need to, we need to donate money. Pegasus is a way of naturally of raising money for the project. But more importantly, I think it's a way of raising awareness of stars, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of the great things they do, the great people that work there. Um, and, uh, and how they can impact a community uh, or a family or an individual in, the, in a split second. So that's what, that's what Pegasus is all about. And I don't know that that's a nutshell, but it gives you some idea. We're constantly thinking about what can we do between now and selling that car and maybe afterwards to help to you know, raise money for stars. The premier is a huge advocate for, mm -hmm. this, for this project. He, it's just so Saskatchewan, right? Yeah, that's right. It's so Saskatchewan. Well, and the thing is, too, that uh, Snakebit, the first you know, car, first truck, that came back to the province. It did. It was, it was bought by Gordy Broda. 
a good friend and, and, and also a good customer from Prince Albert, a road builder and a great, a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of the Prince Albert business community and he's a very generous man. And, and uh, you know, I think he might have his eyes set on, on this car. I mean, a little peer pressure, Gordy, if you're listening, but uh, <laughs> we'd love to have this car come back to a Saskatchewan uh, you know, address. Uh, there'll be a tax receipt involved, of course, because there will be you know, a tax uh, um, benefit for yep. the buyer of this car, if, yep. if you're Canadian. If you're Canadian. If you're Canadian. So, uh, and you know what, we learned all that stuff, Jay, in the first snake bit. We had to learn all about, you know, what can we do? What can we get away with? What can't we get away with? But we're in both cases associated with, with a health group, Gym, the Children's Hospital to begin with, and now with STARS. So uh, our governance in this project is absolutely critical you know we can't misstep say the wrong thing everything we say and do you know gets a clearance tag on it because we're representing stars Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we're representing uh, a government-funded organization that is is there to you know to help all the all the people of saskatchewan absolutely hey can you uh tell me uh where did the name come from I know Pegasus, the horse, would be Hercules' horse in yeah. Greek mythology. But what what does that have to do with? So say, it's a wing. It's a it's a it's a wing. Uh, it's a horse, so it's a Mustang. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a wing, so it's a it's a helicopter, right? Okay. All right. I get the connection. Uh, so, yeah. so yeah, the third one I just escapes me. Laurie will get mad at me. But there's three elements to Pegasus. All of them relate to the car or stars. Gotcha. And uh, that's where the name came from. So we thought it was a pretty cool. Pretty cool name and pretty easy to uh, to communicate, you know. And uh, so fantastic. So if people are, you know, thinking now, well, I got to see that car. There's a couple more stops in Saskatchewan, still this this fall, right? Yeah. yeah. It's leaving to SEMA when? It'll it'll leave to go down south probably uh, right at the end of October. So it's likely going to be around for another five or six weeks, approximately. Um, there are a few places. It was at the Premier's Golf Tournament. There are a few places scheduled for it to be at. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it sort of brings up a good point. Is there a place that we could put that car for a weekend uh, in Saskatoon and invite people to come down and have a look at it? Maybe, maybe there is. Maybe it's Besborough Park. Maybe it's some place where it can get some uh, some public attention for you know for a day or two, and maybe we can raise some money. So thanks for the idea. Perfect. It'll be at SEMA, and then yeah, off to Barrett Jackson after Absolutely, that. That's yep. pretty yep. exciting stuff. Yep. So. Maybe, just maybe, we'll see it back in Saskatchewan. And you know what, this. Jay? You know what, Jay? If you play your cards right, uh, get your little podcast interview with Kim Coates. I'm sure he'd really be happy to be part of your little show here. He would do it too, by the way. And uh, and uh, maybe that helps. Uh, that would be pretty spectacular. Yeah, uh, he'll do it. He'll do it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me tonight and for, for talking cars and and your story and, and the big Pegasus project story. Thanks again very yeah, much, Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I... I like talking about cars. Yeah. I'm, I'm unlike a lot of dealers. I actually love cars. You know, <laughs> making money is a result of that passion. But you're actually a car guy. I'm a car guy through and through, and I'm a stars guy and a Pegasus Project guy. So thank you for spreading the word. Thank you for helping us raise money. It's important to Lori and I, to our whole committee, Wayne Halliburra and everybody. But I think most importantly, it's important to Saskatchewan. For sure. And thank you for listening and joining us tonight. Uh, you know what? Like I say, for more information on this, pegasusproject.ca, you can go there. And otherwise, well, you know, it's bald tires. When you make great memories, you make bald tires. So we'll catch you next time on the podcast.